Welcome to Radioactive Magazine. We will be speaking with Ann Sulentrop and Ray Matsumiya about an anti-nuke pilgrimage to Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan, March 3 to 17, organized by Pax Christi. Sulentrop is a longtime anti-nuke activist in Kansas City. She is currently second vice chair of PeaceWorks Kansas City. She is also a member of the National Board of Physicians for Social Responsibility and is active with the Alliance for Nuclear Accountability. Matsumiya is the director of the Oleander Initiative in Cambridge, Massachusetts, which is organizing the Hiro Hiroshima part of this trip. Since, 20, since 2016, the Oleander Initiative has organized cross-cultural study tours immersing people from around the world in Hiroshima's culture of peace. And what motivated you to do this? Well, I have been um, wanting to go to Hiroshima and Nagasaki for years, and uh, somebody sent me this opportunity, so I thought, well, now's the time. Okay. And it's um, uh, a spiritual pilgrimage, it is focused on uh, our internal transformation, our learning, our, um, you know, uh, being willing to be changed and motivated to further work on nuclear weapons. And our uh, main point of the journey, uh, or one of the main points, is uh, a letter of apology that will be given to the Japanese people and a, also a statement of joint purpose that we will work together, work for the abolition of nuclear weapons. So talk more about that. Well, uh, we will be going to many different places, uh, meeting with activists, meeting with Habakusha, people who survived the actual bombings. We will be meeting with the Archbishop of Nagasaki and um, the, the uh, Catholic community in Nagasaki was hidden for centuries uh, as it was sort of oppressed or silenced by the, uh, it was forbidden by the government. And then um, when they came, uh, it came out, uh, there was a, a uh, or, or was allowed to come out, uh, there was a, a cathedral built called the Odikami Cathedral. And this was actually unfortunately, the target for dropping of the bomb on Nagasaki. Wow. Yeah. So this is being organized by Pax Christi. So what's, what's Pax Christi? Pax Christi is a um, international organization and there's a, a branch of it for the United States. It's a Catholic peace organization and, um, it's based on uh, Catholic social teaching and, uh, of course, the scriptures and um, the life of Jesus, the totally nonviolent life of Jesus. And I, in my younger years, I was very taken with Gandhi. I remember when the movie came out in 1983, I got very excited. I think I saw it three times. And, um, and also Martin Luther King, of course, I grew up in the 50s and 60s. When he was active and and uh but i never i'm a cradle catholic but i never realized it until 
the last couple decades or so that Jesus himself was totally nonviolent. And um, there's a, a, a priest, John Deere, and he's written a book called The Gospel of Peace. And he will be here uh, March 2nd on, a, on his book tour about that. But I bought that book and reading it and um, I'm just, uh, just blown away by the, uh, you know, realizing how each scripture when looked at through that lens of peace, it, it's incredible. Yeah, and and not just peace, but nonviolent uh, civil disobedience. Oh yeah, right. that's right. what his action in the temple was. And the, and they the bit about turn the other cheek, right? Mm-hmm. There's a third way instead of you know violence or instead of passivity. There's a third way, a creative, nonviolent way. Right, right. So I was reading Fox Christie was was founded. Between the liberation of France and the actual end of World War II by um, a Catholic bishop and a, a leading uh, woman who went to pray for Germans, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so, <laughs> talking about reconciliation, right? Which is, which is that relates to your letter of apology. Yes. Okay, so t- talk more about your itinerary. Um, well, we'll be um, going first to Kyoto and um, uh, meeting with activists there. Uh, they're having, they have a petition uh, to get rid of nuclear weapons. And um, I'm sure we'll have some, you know, jet lag to get over. And uh, so that'll be uh, the 4th to the 7th of March. And then we'll go to Hiroshima from 7th to the 12th. And um, then uh, Nagasaki, the 12th to the 16th, and then back to Kyoto uh, to get ready to leave. And we'll be seeing um, museums and shrines, uh, meeting with, like I said, Hibakusha. And, uh, you know, learning a lot about what happened during the war and also just, you know, becoming acquainted and, and uh, uh, getting to know Japanese people in, in the culture and the history and the, the language. And uh, part of that right now is getting prepared by reading books that um, have been suggested. Uh, films and the Oleander Initiative sent a wonderful map of Hiroshima in the concentric circles uh, emanating out from where the bomb hit and different dots on that map. Uh, You click on them and you can hear actual uh, testimonies from Kibakusha, the people that, you know, what happened to them in particular on that day. Hibakusha is, the Hibakusha are... People who survived the bombing. Right. So... Ray, what's the Oleander Initiative? So we are a nonprofit organization up here in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And we bring uh, you know, people that are real change makers, uh, influential people from all around the world to Hiroshima, Japan, for these study tours and programs that we hope will, will change their lives. I've met this amazing group of graduate students from Harvard University. And there were Jews and Christians and Muslims from all around the Middle East 
And what had happened in their classes was that they all became really good friends. And that uh, became uh, the basis of an organization called the University of the Middle East Project. And the idea was to use education as a way to create peace. And then in 2013 or 14, we've been getting over a million dollars from the American government to do a lot of these, these programs in the Middle East. And then we lost all that funding. But I was really lucky because I met this amazing person in New York City, and his name was uh, Bernard Otterman. And he was a Holocaust survivor. And he really believed in the power of place because he did programs at, at Auschwitz. He helped you know, make programs there. And you know, we started talking about doing programs in another very significant place in the world, which is Hiroshima. And um, the, the idea came to do these peace programs for participants in the Middle East in Hiroshima, Japan. And our first program was in 2016. And you know, we've done programs all around the world. We've done programs in, in Cambridge and DC and in New York, uh, Sevilla and, and, um, and uh, Toledo and Spain in six different countries in the Middle East. And you know, we were amazed how effective this program was because it took place in Hiroshima. And Hiroshima has this amazing like, culture of peace. Like you breathe peace in Hiroshima. Like, you know, they, after the bomb, they rebuilt in the image of peace. So everywhere you go, it, it's, it's all about peace. You know, on all the roads are named after peace. The main museum is the Peace Museum. The main um, bridge is called the Peace Bridge. The main uh, roadway is called the Peace uh, Road. Um, and, you know, it's been commercialized. There's peace restaurants, peace cafes. There's peace nail salons. There's even a, a peace bike share. The heart of our program are the hibakusha, the survivors of the bomb. But every year, the average age, the average age of the hibakusha right now is like 84 or 85. So every year we lose more and more hibakusha. And they're like this precious national resource that tell their stories and is so powerful and emotional and it compels people to take action in their society for peace. So we decided that, that we shouldn't limit ourselves to the Middle East that this gift that Hiroshima can give should be shared all around the world and to, to people that are really working for peace. So expand, expanded our programs from on the Middle East to Northern Ireland for you know uh, Catholics and Protestants to on um, to on um, uh, groups like uh, Physicians for Social Responsibility and Pax Christi, uh, uh, Rotary Club, and, and that's what we're trying to do right now. So we're we're just really rushing as fast as we can to get as many people. That, are, that that believe in peace to Hiroshima before this precious, precious resource of, of the Hibakusha are gone. We judge the success of our programs with what happens afterwards. And that's why I was so glad to hear about Anne's plans about what she wanted to do after she got back. Because, I, I mean, it's great that people have like, uh, these life-changing experiences when they get there, but, but we want them to take action, to, to leverage that into, into really making change. So uh, I'm going to stop there. Sorry, I've talked a lot. Uh, no, it's okay. We are visiting with Ann Zillentrop and uh, Ray um, Matsumiya about an anti-nuke pilgrimage to Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan, organized uh, March 3, 3 to 17, organized by Pax Christi and the Oleander uh, Initiative. Uh, Ray, forgive me I'm, uh, if I missed something, but you talked about, you talked a lot about the 
University of the Middle East project, but I didn't hear anything about the Oleander Initiative. Oh, sorry. So uh, the Oleander Initiative is a DBA on of the University Doing of the Middle East. Doing business as yes, right? and, 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 and it's a, it's a, it's an alternative name, right? Yes, and and the reason was was that it got tremendously confusing after a while because would would tell people that the University of the Middle East project is doing a program <laughs> in Hiroshima, Japan. For Catholics and Protestants from Northern Ireland, <laughs> so right. it's like, it's like yeah, there's too okay. many places. There's too many places. So, <laughs> um, just to make it a little bit more universal, we we took the Oleander Initiative as a DBA of University of the Middle East Project, and uh -huh. it's also more indicative of what we do because we serve many other communities besides the Middle East right now. And what's oleander? So, uh, oleander is a flower, and uh, the story behind the name is that when the bomb was dropped, scientists went over to Hiroshima. And they said that nothing would ever grow in that irradiated soil for the next 70 or 75 years. That it was impossible to, for anything to grow out of that poison ground. But they were wrong because just a few months afterwards, these beautiful uh, red oleander flowers started coming out of the ground. And you know, it was such a symbol of hope and resilience for the people of Hiroshima. They, like, you can't imagine how happy they were to see these flowers come out of the ground. So uh, we took that as a name because it's it's both the symbol of hope and resilience, but also a warning to, to others about what can about the dangers of nuclear weapons. So we thought that was a very appropriate symbol for our organization. Great. So um, permit me to play the devil's advocate here. Uh, what percent of the Japanese population would you say uh, do you think would say that um, the atomic bombings were awful versus the atomics were the atomic bombings were awful, but understandable, uh, an understandable response to what Japanese had done in, in starting World War II. I think one of the one of my criticisms of um, the way Japanese look at this is that they don't think that much about World War II. There's like a real um, movement to just keep moving forwards after the horrors of, of the war. And in some ways, it really served the Japanese population well, because I'm always amazed about how resilient they were, especially when, when Anne goes to Hiroshima, they'll see that. Like, like how can you get over uh, such horror? And not only get over such horror, but, but rebuild better than before to forgive and move on and 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 uh, devote yourself to peace. You know, so it's amazing how they just kept moving on and on and on. But at the same time, I don't, I'm not sure that they properly ever acknowledged what Japan did. You know, and, and you know, like the same mentality just moving forwards is very, very alienating to people, other people in East Asia, like like the Koreans or the Chinese. That's one of the major complaints of the other Asian countries is the way the comparison between how Japan dealt with the with what they did in World War II and what, what Germany did. And Germany seems to have really owned it. You know, there's a, like a Holocaust education and, and, and all, all the things that they, and reparations and things like that. It's just um, kind of sad because um, Japan has so many nuclear energy sites, too. And, of course, they had the, the catastrophe that happened in, uh, I think it was 2011. Yeah, uh, yeah so. the, biggest, the biggest nuclear um, nuclear accident, um, uh, nuclear power plant accident in history, I think. Mm -hmm. Worse than, worse than um, uh, the one in the Ukraine, right? So... Uh, so, Ray, what got you into this line of work? I'll just before I answer that, I just wanted to point out like an interesting thing that might 
be uh, give a little insight on, on, on all this about the TPNW and Japan's support. Uh, I mean, opposition against Great. it. Now, there's like a whole kind of on philosophy, not just in Japan, but in East, in Eastern cultures of, of balance, right? So it's it's on, and one of the really interesting things that happened after uh, the dropping of the bomb in Hiroshima was that the what the bombs did were were so horrific. On um, there's there's some theories saying that the Japanese are looking for balance. You know, there has to be like an offsetting thing about nuclear energy that is as good as the the bombs were. Were, were as awful, and uh, and when you mentioned nuclear um, reactors or nuclear power, I think that's, that's one of the reasons why Japan so wholeheartedly embraced nuclear power was to look for that for that balance. And it's really interesting. Like on, if you look at a lot of the cartoons, uh, it's, it's all throughout popular culture. Like in the in the fifties, you know, there's two uh, characters. Uh, Doraemon is like a little robotic on um, blue cat on, um, and there's a uh, Adam who's like a he's kind of like a an android Superman boy, and they're both powered by nuclear energy. Mm -hmm. just, and they're you know they're like the Superman and Batman of Japan. You'll forgive me for asking another uh, <clears throat> devil's advocate question. Matsumiya sounds to me like a Japanese name. Yeah, actually, I think you wanted to know what my, bat, what, my what got me into all this peace building is on um, is uh, my, my, uh, the, the, the surprise reveal is that uh, my <laughs> I, my family's actually from Hiroshima. Like on, my my grandfather was a was a first responder. On uh, he lived in a village called Hiro, about on um, it was thirty kilometers outside of Hiroshima. So, you know, on that morning, you know, people from his village came up to his house and they told him that something horrible had happened. On um, so so he knew he had to go. Uh, so he got into his fire truck, he gathered up his money, and he went down that road to to Hiroshima, and like on. I just can't imagine what he what he saw or how how he felt on that day. But he was there for like, I think two days, doing two or three days, just acting as a, as a first responder. And on, you know, like he didn't talk that much about it. On, but uh, but he was impacted by it. He he on he got he uh, got radiation. Uh, I think poisoning on his in his left eye, and he lost sight sight uh, mm -hmm. because of it. And. I think the legacy that those days left for him is that he he told his daughters and his son and his son that they have to work for peace, that that is that that is the duty of not not just them but it's the duty of every single human being on earth mm -hmm. to work for peace, or else what will what happened to his city will happen to other cities around, and, and that really is the end of the world. He saw the end of the world in Hiroshima, so he, to prevent that is really our, our duty to do that. So he he passed that on to my mom, and. And this is the interesting thing about Hiroshima. He forgave the Americans enough to allow my mother to come to Boston. You know, like you know, the the, the country of the, that that caused all the suffering. On and she met my father here. On and he and they had me. You know, on right. And you know, and, and growing up, you know, she she told me that I really needed to work for peace. Talk about mayors for peace. I know that's a major initiative from the Peace Culture Foundation at. Uh, the Hiroshima mayor's office, mm -hmm. and you know it's it's amazing how many resources uh, the government of Hiroshima puts in for peace. I mean, they have a whole office that that that's pretty well resourced to promote peace all around the world. Mm -hmm. So, on um, you know, the idea for mayors for peace is that mayors have more flexibility to make these statements than official, you know, state state governments. Right, so uh, it's a little bit. Uh, the mayors have a little bit more agency, a little bit more freedom to express political things. Because you know, 
uh, nuclear weapons is very political. So the ideas for Mayors for Peace is to find mayors from around the world. They'll support the prohibition of nuclear weapons. And, and they've done an amazing job. I, 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 they're up to 40 or 50,000 cities all around the world. You know, like there's, you know, in from here in, in America to Korea to China to to Iran to to, to Israel to everywhere. So so on I think that's that's the idea of mayors for peace is that they're looking for signatories and and it's relatively easy for a city to become part of mayors for peace like uh the application is I think a, a single page and then anyone can go to their mayor and 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 ask them to become part of this network and then then you just submit it to that office in in Hiroshima and then they're part of this network for mayors for peace and, and I think it's powerful it really is the duty of every single person to, to promote peace. And, and I really feel strongly about that. And if you go to Hiroshima, like you'll, you'll, you'll really feel that in your bones, not just from, from uh, the city itself, but from the wards of the Hibakusha. And, and I think there's no better place to feel inspired to take action in your societies to, to promote peace than, than Hiroshima. So I, I strongly urge everyone to go there. It'd be great if you went with us at the Oleander Initiative, but also go, go, please go, go, go by yourself. Like, like the Hibakusha are 84 years old now. So, and there's, there's, there's not so many, so there really is an urgency to, to go and hear their words. I would like to also add, um, after I come back, one of the uh, first things that uh, will happen is April 12th to the 15th, there will be a Catholic worker retreat and resistance, uh, concerning the nuclear uh, plant here in, in Kansas City. It has been making parts for nuclear weapons since 1949. They made a new plant because the old plant was completely contaminated. So they tore that down and they built the new plant in 2014. And now they are planning to double the plant in size this year. And they are doing that because there is a new arms race starting in the United States. And they plan to make every single nuclear bomb new. So this is a, a, a catastrophe. It's, it should never happen. Um, these bombs are city incinerators, crematoriums, uh, civilization terminators extinction machines i think we are sleepwalking into a disaster uh our our u.s society is saturated in violence and we're just we're working for our own destruction so that's that's one of the things that we'll be doing and anyone can come it's a, a weekend where we'll be showing a film called downwind that shows that most all of us are are being affected. We're being poisoned by this enterprise. And then we we having speakers, a panel on uh, Saturday morning about the various topics. Um, also, uh, not only in the U.S., but also in Europe, because the United States shares weapons. We have weapons in six different uh, sites in Europe aimed at Russia and um, and Turkey. We'll Yes, and also we will uh, go to the plant on Sunday and pray in front of the plant. And uh, so we will be planning a lot of activities and so forth that weekend. And it will be a good um, experience to learn more about it and, and meet 
it's for people from all over the U.S. and people are coming from Europe too. Uh, and and uh, how does how does one find out more information about that? You could um, go to peaceworkskc.org, and um, it will be held at Jerusalem Farm. So you could go to the Jerusalem Farm website. Hi, this is Bill Pierce. The All Souls Forum is a public forum of the All Souls Unitarian Universalist Church of Kansas City, which is designed to promote critical thinking by exploring significant issues, especially those that involve ethical values of the contemporary world. Okay, so we've uh, we've still got a couple more minutes, uh, a few more minutes with the interview with um, uh, Ann Sulenthrop and uh, Ray Matsumiya. So talk to us a bit more about what are the most important things you'd like to communicate to uh, KKVI's listeners about your trip to Japan, the Oleander Institute, and what you're planning. And what what are the dates in April? Did you say? April 12th to the 15th. Okay, tell us more about that. Um, that will be a um, weekend, it's tax weekend, and as we we uh, face the future, we've got uh, a plant here in Kansas City that uses $1.28 billion in a year's time on something we hope we never use. So how sad is it to, to make some a product that is absolutely useless? And, uh, and threatens all life on earth. Prevent me, it's worse than useless because as you just said, it it, it threatens all, li- all yeah. life on the earth. And I would say also that that, um, that by the accounts that I find credible, we're really fairly lucky that we, that, um, that we didn't go to New World War III yet. Yes. And, and if we did, there's, um, there's, um, now a uh, simulation, a four-minute and eight-second simulation by the Future of Life Institute of a uh, nuclear war between the U.S. and Russia um, that would most likely lead to a nuclear winter during which 99% of the people in the United States and Europe, Russia, China would starve to death if they did not die of something else sooner uh, and um, uh, and uh, 80% of people worldwide would die, would starve to death if they did not die of something else sooner with 95% of them um, being not in countries involved in the nuclear exchange. We've got one more minute or two. Martin Luther King said our choice is between nonviolence or non-existence. So I'll just go over a couple of uh, things that are uh, pending. The uh, John Deere talk will be 10 a.m. at St. Therese Little Flower, which is um, at 5814 Euclid Avenue in Kansas, Missouri. What date is that? And that is uh, March 2nd. It's a Saturday. And uh, then also there will be um, a talk this um, Saturday, 1230 uh, to, it's, it's an open forum. It's not really a talk. It's a dialogue. Plenty of uh, question and answer uh, possible, and it's on the topic of um, the occupation of Palestine, and Palestinian people will be leading it, Al-Hadaf, and that will be at Penn Valley Quaker Meeting at 4405 Gillum Road, Kent City, Missouri, 
And then um, there is uh, also, after when I come back from uh, Japan, there will be a gathering in the evening. Haven't set the time yet, but March 23rd, uh, Saturday, I believe, and it's at All Souls Unitarian Universalist Church, 4501 Walnut. We will have the Watermelon Band uh, perform and also Mo Peace, and I'll talk about Japan. That's great. Oh, and March 3rd, um, what is it, 2 to 4 p.m. at Simpson House. Uh, you're all invited. PeaceWorks Kansas City is having their annual meeting while, while uh, <laughs> Anna's on her way to Japan. Next, um, Sunday, February 18th, 9.30 to 10.30 a.m., I will be addressing All Souls Forum, All Souls Univer Unitarian Universalist Church on Wikipedia, the most powerful, the most d democratic force on earth. That's um, they're located at 4501 Walnut Street, Kansas City, Missouri 64111, or you can go to allsoulskc.org and uh, the second YouTube, the second YouTube channel will um, will carry my talk. So you have been listening to an interview with Ansel uh, and Ray Matsumiya about an anti-nuke Pilgrimage to Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan, March 3 to 17, organized by Pax Christie and the Oleander Institute. More information and links to their websites are, is available with the description of this episode of Radioactive Magazine at kkfi.org. Click News and Public Affairs, then Radioactive Magazine.